the need for uncertainty in life. It's fascinating actually to hear uh, recently Tony Robbins talk about this famous life coach, kind of guru guy, talking about the, the, the qualities that people need in life to be happy. One of them was certainty, and although it seems contradictory, another one was uncertainty, which made me think about this boxing match taking place in Los Angeles a little bit later tonight, their time. I'm recording this 5 p.m. UK time Saturday, so 9 in the morning, LA. Uh, the fight will take place around half past four in the morning uh, in terms of uh, the time in London. I'm not sure I'm going to be able to watch it live because I'm on a late shift presenting at Sky Sports News up until the early hours of the morning and then have to be back at work for noon. So it may fall right in the middle of my opportunity to get some rest and sleep. But what a, a fight. How many questions and how much uncertainty around it is kind of the thoughts that that kind of got me provoked because we don't really know what calibre of, of fight it's going to be because we're not sure the question marks over Tyson Fury three years out of the ring in terms of elite opposition had a couple of fights back against uh, Francesco Pianetta last time and Sefer Safiri before that who was a kind of a sternest of opposition was kind of a more of a career cruiserweight uh, diminutive guy relative to, to Fury uh, so it's going to be Interesting to see whether Tyson Fury fought Vladimir Klitschko in Dusseldorf in November 2015, which will be three years ago, uh, or December 2015, sorry, three years ago, next week, I think. Uh, whether that has returned mentally, physically, spiritually, psychologically, the whole aspect of it, uh, whether the weight loss, 10 stone, or whatever's been shifted is, uh, is going to be a problem in terms of energy in the legs going late into the, the fight. Uh, the question marks around Deontay Wilder, one real elite level opponent in his record books, but it was Luis Ortiz who was uh, fading as a force physically and had him going at one point. Uh, perhaps Wilder was saved there, a couple of uh, elongated counts and, and, and timeouts for him that, that maybe gave him a chance to come back and win that fight by stoppage against Ortiz, who he called the bogeyman of the division. But again, Ortiz, uh, not you know probably getting on towards 10 years older than Tyson Fury, is at the moment, albeit Fury's got a few miles on the, the clock in terms of alcohol, drugs that have been taken, depression, uh, all that kind of stuff, the, the weight gain, weight loss, the body's um, not that of a, a pristine, health-obsessed 30-year-old, that's for sure. But it's those question marks that make it intriguing, isn't it? They're question marks in, in life, and I think we like that certainty, but sometimes we like that variety as well, otherwise it gets boring, and I think those intangibles make it an intriguing fight, which I'd love to watch, going to try and do it. Um, but it's those those things that there's aspects of it. I just wonder as well because I've been Tyson Fury boxed really well twice against Derek Chisora, particularly the second time. But perhaps similar to Wilder, hasn't got that deep CV of opponents. The way he did dispatch Chisora in the second fight, considering Chisora not long given uh, Vitali Klitschko a good match at that era, it kind of says that there is a there is a sense of. The one, it wasn't so much a one-off in Dusseldorf. For Deontay Wilder, the, the stoppages tend to come relatively late, but then when he gets that right hand landed, and he's coming so light as well, more than three stone, lighter than Tyson Fury, there's method in that, surely. I think it's a, certainly the lightest he's been as a world champion. 15 stone two, I think. Was he about 210, 211, 212? I mean, he's not actually that far removed from a cruiserweight limit, and potentially by the time he goes into the ring would be a similar weight to a cruiserweight who'd made weight and rehydrated and, and, and got blown up again. So he's going for, for movement, you must suspect, agility, and then to unleash that overhand right, which maybe would loop over the guard, even of a six foot nine inch man like Tyson Fury. So 
So the components are there, um, the strategy, the tactics, the unknowns of it. It's going to be uh, an absorbing contest and interesting to see that hopefully it is a spectacle. I think people have said that as well, that it's important that it is in the context of the, the heavyweight boxing scene in America, which has had so many of the great champions. Um, going back to, obviously, Joe Lewis, the Brown Bomber. This is the Bronze Bomber, Deontay Wilder. And before that, Jack Johnson in the modern times, Rocky Marciano, Muhammad Ali, Joe Frazier, so many huge names, George Foreman. That if they can ignite and inspire maybe people like Jarrell Miller, Michael Hunter, who stepped up from Cruiserweight, other guys in that division to, to really make it a world, a world kind of um, sport really and give a counterpoint to this burgeoning British scene, then that would be... Uh, all for the good and even if Wilder doesn't win that perhaps it's a it's a good event and an engaging event and something that grabs attention because that currency of attention that energy seems to be the vital uh, ingredient to any sport any business any aspect of, uh, of life I suppose anyway I hope you enjoy it if you're watching it may the best man win my suspicion is and it's probably not necessarily a consensus opinion but I actually think that Deontay Wilder may get a couple of knockdowns but potentially Tyson Fury sees the final bell but because it's in Los Angeles in the Staples Center in Deontay Wilder's home patch because he's the champion uh, I think he may get a couple of 10-8 rounds that swing it his way possibly a narrow points decision possibly a split decision which again you won't hear because the consensus is that it's either a Fury points win awkward boxing style or a, a Wilder knockout maybe it'll be something different to that because Wilder hasn't tended to to knock out people early and Fury has obviously never lost never been knocked out so that's my call but anyway I hope you're well and uh, enjoy it if you're new to this just stumbled across it I'm Ed Draper I'm a sports broadcaster in the UK I tend to interview athletes and former athletes when I get a chance to to give an insight into what sport adds to their life um, things it can teach us in the context of boxing I suppose discipline focus an escape from the streets for a lot of people, a channel for aggression. So kind of that's my angle and, and, and looking to see why the world, particularly the UK, is obsessed with sport and the virtue of it rather than just being an entertainment or an escape. Or maybe it is. Maybe that's what people will say. But yeah, curious. I actually work as a day job for Sky Sports in the UK as a presenter on predominantly on Sky Sports News, but also work at the moment for boxing, hosting... Uh, fights including Anthony Joshua fights for Matchroom which is a promotional company and their world feed which goes out around the world to particularly English language speaking countries we have a studio and, and have analysis on those contests but if you want to get in touch with me on social media Ed Draper 81 on Twitter I'm Ed underscore Draper 81 on Instagram and you can find me on LinkedIn as well actually which seems to be kind of increasingly a content forum and discussional kind of social media site we've got a bit of uh, attention and energy to it okay guys take it easy and then uh, enjoy your weekend whether you watch the fight or not